2: Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Neil's wearing a hat again today. It's true. And that's what we're going to talk about for today's podcast. Ryan is Probably. I am in Colorado. I've been in Colorado for the last three days.
1: I know, but we get the picturesque Colorado background. This yes. Is the first thank time. Thank you to got
0: thank you to good friend of the pod Haps's porch, uh, who's coming out to say hi. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so we're here today. We're probably going to spend more time talking about Neil's hat and the fact that I'm in Colorado than the actual show itself. And hi, Neil.
1: Sorry, I didn't say <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we gotta get you on one of these days, Happy.
0: He will. I mean, he'll be he'll be around for the next like three pods also. Um, right. So, you know, there there will be more to talk about in, in a future pod. But we've got a nice juicy 42 minute festival set to talk about today. Uh, oh boy. Oh man. Lots to dive into. Um, 40,
1: 42 whole minutes.
0: 42 whole minutes. Can't believe they went on eight minutes late for a for, for a 50 minute festival set. I know. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. It's well, not we're going to get to the bottom of this. We have a guest who is at the show. We've got Blaine here. How are you, Blaine?
3: I'm doing well. Uh, it, it was a it was a long run from Wiltern to Santa Barbara to Ohana. We got rear-ended on the way up to Santa Barbara. Oy. No injuries, but the other car was totaled. So the fact that we Whoa. drove on and made uh, that second show was uh, divine intervention. So I'll take it. Glad to hear you made
0: it. Uh, glad to hear you guys are okay. Uh, that that's good. Uh, yeah, you made the show. Um, well, let's talk about this festival. You know, before we get to Goose's set specifically, I don't know where where Dana Point, California, is. Uh, but tell me, tell me about this festival. Tell me about what it was like yesterday.
3: So Dana Point is about an hour from downtown Los Angeles in Orange County, right on the beach. Um, And so you basically pull into a park and I think it's a state park and they have it all set up Um, for Neil's benefit. The bathroom situation was pristine. (laughs) Those porta potties were glistening. Um, And uh, so that was cool. It did start raining, though, right at noon. So I think my wife and I got into the festival around 1.30. It was trickling um, with intermittent rain coming in and out. Um, But the venue had everything set up. The two stages were next to each other. So you had the Ohana stage and the Tiki stage within eye line of each other. And so essentially it's like one band would be on and they would do the stage turn. And then as soon as the other band finished, you basically switch over people would walk the hundred feet and then they'd, they'd start kicking it. So it was, it was awesome. Um, We came in for Amos Lee who I had not heard. He was doing a solo acoustic and it was badass. I mean, he, that, that that guy can play. Um, And then there was some British grunge and uh, and then Charlie Crockett came on. I would highly encourage anyone, if they haven't gotten down with Charlie Crockett, he was surprisingly fantastic, just a professional musician to the utmost. It was still raining during that set uh, and the vibe was a little low and you were kind of like, ooh, how's Goose going to deal with this? Um, but then it started getting better um, and then Lucius came on and they just, poof, they blew the the roof off the place. Um, they're responsible for one of my favorites, uh, slow readies at the Greek. Um, you know, so it's like they're good goose energy. Like they just, I don't know. They get the band kind of going. So the sun started coming out. They ripped it. Uh, they came off stage into the audience and just started railing. Um, people loved it. So it's like, by the time goose got on, they were, everybody was warm and chill. And, uh, and ready to rock and roll, so that that's sort of the setup. Yeah, it was amazing. Food was Great good. Gear. Lines were chill.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And and you know uh, I I was uh, getting ready to see Snarky Puppy again last night, so I missed the stream. Um, but Neil, uh, you know we, we had it. We had a nice Mixler. What was there commentary on the level of uh, Friday's Mixler?
1: No, no commentary. But no good comment. news: uh, Kevin Johnson might do a halftime report tonight. From Vegas. So stay tuned online uh, for a Mixler
0: link to be shared. I think it's circulating already. But yeah, he is, uh, depending on uh, the vibe and his battery and the connection, uh, we might get another
1: halftime report, which would be lots of fun. Incredible. Last one was super fun. Uh, So I don't think that Kevin Johnson was at the show, but he helped orchestrate Andy Keats getting us a stream. And we got one. And it was another high-quality stream. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it out there, but there's something going on.
0: Well, stream Stream of the year
1: stream of the, I I feel like Friday was stream of the year. Yeah. I I mean, that stream was just a godsend. I mean, we thought we weren't going to hear any music at all. I was just kind of moping around the house. I was going (laughs) to have somebody text me the, the songs for the, the podcast set list. And then all of a sudden we had a stream and then we got a halftime report, which is like far beyond expectation. You know, all kinds of antics. Cam was on it doing uh, improv comedy, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know, all kinds of things. So, Yeah, well, let,
0: let's talk about this Goose set here. As we said, 42 Minutes of Glory, California Magic, Turn Clouds, Silver Rising, Hunger Sight, and Arcadia. Blaine, take me through this 42 Minutes. Uh, I think this is the most songs that Goose has ever played in a 42 minute band.
3: <laughs> Yeah, there was no fuss, no muss. It was, I felt like the band didn't expect a lot of fans to be there. It was like they were they were coming at it almost as if like an introduction to our band. Like, here's what we do. Um, Peter came out at some point in the set and said, hey, we usually play three hour songs or three hour sets. This is a little weird for us, but we're, you know, making it through. Um, but they just, it was, it was straight to the point almost, I would call it studio session goose. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it,
3: it, it was crisp, clean, and just like laser focused. Um, turned clouds was a nice addition because we went from rain to sun. So that had, you know, people got it. I don't know if they did that intentionally, mm-hmm. but everybody was like, hey now, all right, cool. Um, and, you know, you're right on the water. So it's it's beautiful. Um, the Cali magic was pretty standard, but... Um, but it you know it reminded me of kind of if the band covered goose playing California magic, that's what you would get. Mm. Um, it had that kind of rock and roll sixties g- vibe um that was very cool and different um, and you know, my wife is not such a goose fan. Uh, I just kind of make her listen, but she was like i I like this sound because it was it was crisp studio goose. Mm-hmm amazing
1: amazing
0: neil you have any thoughts uh overall on this set
3: i mean they
1: played i i expected all of these songs uh you know i did win the golden goose last night and yeah yeah again this this podcast is a celebration of that i think today Mm -hmm. um because you know otherwise we got a 42 minute set of goose to talk about there really isn't much so we should really talk about my victory a lot on this podcast maybe we'll come back to it but uh let's see here. Yeah, I mean Turn Clouds was the the big surprise, right? Nobody saw that one come in and it was really kind of the most extended song. Well, in Arcadia and Hunger set kind of went through its paces, but like I was surprised first when they played Turn Clouds and then I was surprised when they were still playing Turn Clouds after like 9 minutes. Right. It's like what's going on here? Like Right. It, it wasn't it wasn't the truncated version that you'd expect in a short festival set here. That's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah, Hunger Sight was cool. I mean, Peter ripped it up on the piano. That was actually pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, Arcadia was like the festival Arcadia, which I have no complaints about. Yeah, I love it. You know, you, you think back to like the Peach set and you get, what is it, nine minutes of Arcadia and it's mm-hmm. hot, you know, similar to Arcadia. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's, that's all you get. They did come on eight minutes late. I don't know why. Because uh, it's Goose. Uh, uh, you know, they're giving mean, a the full Jeff. experience. Okay,
0: we, we can blame Jeff. Yeah. All right. Damn damn Jeff. Yeah, it's just full.
1: Yeah, He's probably, you know, out in the crowd somewhere. <laughs> doing doing the things that he does. You know, the one thing that Peter did say from the stage last night, um, which I'm curious about, he said this: it was one of the most beautiful festivals he has ever played. Uh, so how did you feel about that there? Like, what is, like, the setup of that place that kind of made it so outstanding? Is it just because of the location or...
3: Yeah. So you, you have the stage set up and it's facing just rows of palm trees and you could, you could actually hear people on the beach at some point. I think Mm -hmm. Eddie Vedder was like, beach people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and, and so you're just like the waters lapping up. It was, it's, it's just picturesque. I mean, it's really, it's a postcard spot. I heard someone saying the story behind it is that Eddie Vedder used to, um, surf there, before his Pearl Jam days. And that's kind of his connection to the the venue. Um, but yeah, I mean, you walk back from maybe a hundred yards and your basically feet would be in the water with the, the sun setting over the ocean and the palm trees. And they had beautiful lights set up over the palm trees. You, you couldn't ask for anything more. Wow, um, that sounds gorgeous. Yeah, and so, I mean, it, it makes, if you for the listeners... The the silver rising at the will turn and then compare it to silver rising um, at Ohana. You you get a flavor for how the sound was different. Mm -hmm. So it's it's two sandwiches. Ones you know an Italian hoagie and ones peanut butter and jelly. They're both really good. It's just two different vibes for two different uh, situations. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the crowd definitely digged it too. I mean, there were a lot, a lot of Goose fans there. I think they showed up and showed out, and uh, I hope the band noticed because maybe originally I don't know that they expected that. And mm-hmm. then everywhere you turn, Goose hats, Goose shirts, people knew the music. Um, it was really impressive. So that's
0: always that's always amazing to hear uh, when you go to a festival, especially again, you know, a fifty-minute set. You know that I, I assume. Being booked in that slot, like, you know, a late afternoon, under an hour set, like, you know, not expecting to have a huge audience or a ton of people who know them. And so, yeah, that's really cool that there was a huge uh, showing from the Goose fan base uh, yesterday. So,
1: yeah, another interesting thing said from stage last night, Peter was saying, we're so grateful to be part of this family now. So I thought that was interesting. So what does that all mean? So might I know, well, know that the Wiltern gig was put on by the festival. On Friday, no, like that, that was no. like a
0: festival adjacent gig kind of thing. Really, I'm actually um, like
1: surprised that like Eddie Vetter's so kind of hooked into Goose. Like, I didn't think he'd be really into jam bands. But I mean, maybe he's not. But like, you know, people, yeah, their promoters, the business people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, you have to assume he does some kind of curating of the bands that play with him. But, yeah. yeah, something like that.
0: Well, I believe that wraps up today's pod. uh This might be the shortest <laughs> day after show ever.
1: Um you want to talk about Fantasy Goose really quick?
0: I thought you already I, did.
1: I can walk you through my thought process. I thought you I'm already okay. did. No,
0: I thought you already <laughs> did talk about fantasy goose. We I just won, wanted to remind everybody that again. I won
1: Fantasy Goose last night.
0: You're the uh, all time leader for number of golden geese, blah blah blah. That's three. I got three golden goose. Golden but I'm geese. still ahead of you, so uh, not for long too. <laughs> what do you mean? My my lead over you has widened over the last two shows. Oh no, it had, certainly didn't last night. Neil, I still have like 12 points on you. Oh, 12?
1: All right. We were tied.
0: Well, we were tied like 4 days ago.
1: Uh, I'm going to destroy you now. Listen, That's like I'm 50 points out, I'm
0: 50 points out of first. This is so doable. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be back tomorrow uh to recap Vegas tonight, you know. Will there be another Elvis impersonator appearance? Uh, we'll be. find out, but it is very very nice because we do have for the first time since Thursday been so, so long. We do have an official webcast. Uh, so we will be able to tune in and watch live uh, in incredible quality. Um, I think we should get Kevin's separate commentary to be broadcast over the webcast. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, you that know, something that happens. I
1: enjoy the TED tapes, but I really enjoy Kevin Johnson's commentary. So, <laughs> uh,
0: well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us uh, today, Blaine. It's been yeah, a pleasure yeah. talking to you. Thank you for sharing your Ohana experience with us. Uh, we really appreciate. It.
3: Yeah, no worries. I mean, I would just say shout out to the band because I think that type of set is like disarming a bomb. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very hard to to lock in quick enough, execute, keep a bunch of people who are all in all sorts of phases and headspaces locked in, and I think they did that. So that, to me, is is just shows the growth of this band because um, that's not an easy thing to do. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was ripping. I hope everybody enjoys it and gets a listen when uh, when the boards are up. So amazing. Uh, I'm looking
0: forward to checking it out. Uh, We do have a question here. Uh, 1030 Eastern Time start for tonight's show. Not sure. The doors are at six o'clock Pacific. And so I assumed it would be around then. Uh, But good friend of the pod, Captain Incredible. Jeff did note that last year, the Vegas show, the doors were at six and they didn't go on until 845 or so. Um, so it could just be super early doors for a Vegas show. Um, and it would make sense that they kind of start late. I'm not expecting them to be really like a curfew because it's Vegas. Um, so, you know, we'll see, stay tuned, um, but don't be surprised if the show starts a little bit later, obviously. We will be on, on call, ready to post the set list um, whenever it does start. Um, but yeah. So enjoy the show tonight, whether you're there, whether you're webcasting like us uh, and we will see you back here. 3.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Um, got some great guests coming on, uh, a member of Team Ryan, as well as a good friend who I've been waiting to get on this podcast for a while uh, for him to see another show. Uh, so look forward to that tomorrow. Thank you again, Blaine, for joining us. Uh, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. See you tomorrow. Thank- Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland.